Welcome back to the Two Guys Four Cents podcast, where we work on normalizing conversation in the most objective way possible. We try to, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I don't know if I can promise, you know, full perfection objectivity. I will do my best. I shall strive. That's that's what we want, right? We're only humans. As uh, that one singer, yeah, you got it, you got it. Yeah. Am I reading your song. mind? That's not the song I was thinking about. Oh. Only human. That's all I can sing before we get copyrighted. And then like True. later, after all. That's it, no copyrighted. Yep. All right, yeah, so it, yeah. guys, we're going to jump into some pretty interesting stuff. Um, I know we said like part two social media. However, we're going to talk about technology uh, industrialization, uh, things like that as well, along with uh, social media. So, buckle up. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be exploring some some topics tonight. That is for sure. Tonight or this morning, however, you're, whenever you're listening to it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. True. We're recording in the night, so yeah. yeah there you go. Here's our two cents. Steven, I don't know about you, uh, but okay, did you watch the movie Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, I have. Not as not as much as you. I don't watch it every night, but okay, you know, I've seen it a couple times. Okay, well, Let's you should. You should probably start watching it every night. Religiously? Yeah. You I think there probably... might be a problem, Eric. I think you might be starting a cult or something. I think that's what they call it. Maybe something like that. But listen, do you know that one scene with Matthew McConaughey? When he's like talking about when he's first meeting with Leo, right? Mm-hmm. As a broker. And they're in that restaurant, very fancy. Yes, I do. Yes. And, and Jonah Hill, and Jonah you know, Hill comes in. No, Jonah yeah, Hill's yeah. not there. Never mind. Yeah. No, no just, I definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> just then, no, too. I do. I do. And, you know, when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. Not gonna get into that. Um, just go on for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So in that scene, he's talking about like numbers, right? And you're dealing with that shit all day and spew and just numbers, decimals, yeah. pew 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 yeah. pew. And he's also like, you know, he just took cocaine, so he's going yeah. off right now, right? <laughs> he's so a little wired. He's a little wired, right? A little more wired than I. Um. Anyway, so sometimes. When he's talking about like the decimals and the pew pew pew, the fucking mustard shit, <laughs> is what he says. <laughs> so, so sometimes when I when I open my Instagram, like sometimes that's how I feel. You know, like you feel like numbers, you feel like cocaine, you feel like no, mustard. I feel like I'm just overwhelmed with so much information at once, and it's like yeah. people are pumping information uh, very rapidly. It's from random pages or profiles. Sometimes it's not sourced. And it's like most of the time, not yeah. I yeah, don't, we won't get into that, but whatever. But and like sometimes I read these things online, and sometimes it kind of feels imposed. Sometimes I don't know if that's just mm-hmm. me; it might just be mm-hmm. me. But it feels sometimes imposed, and sometimes it makes my thoughts feel controversial. Sometimes, and I don't know why. I don't really know why I I felt that. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out because I don't think. I, I like to think I'm not a controversial person. I just well, it, I mean, I, controversial to who though? You the, you could be controversial to anyone, no matter yeah, what you're saying. I right? guess that's a really so. Good point. I guess that's I guess that's subjective. Absolutely. Um, like I like to think of myself as being open-minded. Yes, controversial. Maybe some of my viewpoints are, but it's not ingrained in like nothing's changing. Um, it's. I like to see different points of view as well. So I maybe I, I, I like I know what you mean by you feel like like that your thoughts are controversial when looking online. But I like I, I embrace that. I feel like it's that's good to see different points of view in different lenses, even though it's not always Oh, I'm not saying it's not nice to see different points of views. I was talking about how like you receive so much info at once and it's like Oh, okay. It's like yeah. an echo chamber in, chamber in my head. Where it's yeah, like that makes sense. Where it's like, but I also see your point, of course. Like I, I would say that I'm 
pretty open uh, to a lot of things, and I'm I'm willing to to try and push myself to either different point of views, beliefs. I, I'm willing to go there. Um, you know, I'm thinking about it now. I, I know exactly what you mean by how it's like way too much information, but I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, like my my whenever I turn my phone on or look on the computer or, or do something. Mm-hmm. My mind is like it almost like it turns off. Does that make sense to you? Like my my I'm not really there. Like not it's not the same as when I'm reading. No, 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 I definitely guess. not. Right. Okay. So it's just like there, and it's just like a funnel is just in my ear, and there's taking data in. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I kind of mean by like echo chamber. I guess, and that's a really good comparison with you uh, uh well you gave the book example and mm-hmm. um yeah i like that a lot because like i love reading books mm-hmm. currently reading last kingdom Utrid of uh book 11 so i like to read um yeah it's just incredible the the imagery that you can that you can generate i guess for yourself right it's like a movie inside my brain and the details it's really free flowing yeah and then like yeah when you like you said you go on social media it's kind of like it's almost like you're zoned out and you're just taking all this in like sometimes i have thoughts in my head while scrolling through my phone but sometimes it's mindless Mm -hmm. which i'm Mm -hmm. trying to get Mm -hmm. away from that i know I, i i try to if i go on my phone it's to it's a little more purposeful you know, like so. For- you, you, so you, you say it's purposeful. I know. I I catch myself a lot of times going on my phone just to force a habit. Oh man! Right? Same here. Because it's just like it's almost like a drug where you just like you're you're there and you're you just go on your phone because it's there. You mm-hmm. don't even you're not even getting anything from it. Right. You just go on it because it's there and to pass time. Yeah. Yeah. And no. Absolutely. I, I watched a video recently. Um, it was about like sort of like the illusion of time. Okay. Um, without getting too deep into it, but there's like there's a reason why you time valuably spent is stuff that you'll always remember. So that's why you have vivid memories of when you're a kid for some things, but you can't remember what you watched on TV yesterday because that's oh, not time man. well spent. That's deep. Yeah, no, it is. And and it's Vsauce. Do you know Vsauce? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he made that video. Okay, that makes um, sense. And it was just like, I, I watched it. And I was like, wow. And you know what? Like, that makes really. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I used to watch a lot more TV than I used to. Mm-hmm. And I would really relate to that. Now it's like, I don't really watch TVs. So the TV shows that I do watch, I kind of remember because it's like the only yeah. ones I do watch. Well, no, me too. I mean, I, I watch something because I'm interested in it and I'm actually I, – I, like I don't just watch TV whenever I can. Right. For I me, watch like, it in special occasions. Right. For some – like for me, my mindless – Other than news. Yeah. My mindless – Go ahead. Yeah, I was just about to say like my mindless activity I guess would be consulting my phone and not the TV. Yeah, yeah. But I mean yeah, me for too. some people it would probably be the TV instead of their yeah. phones maybe. You know, who knows? No, I agree. Um, but the only, mainly the only thing I use the TV for is news, like world news. Is basically what I watch when my dad world watches it. World news. Yeah, at six thirty. <laughs> and sports, because yeah, we I'm... like sports, and we don't care sports who too. knows. Football, yeah. <laughs> hockey, golf, golf. Dare we say? <laughs> yes, dare we say? What the hell are you talking about? Dare we yeah. say? Of course, golf, golf. And so we it's... like sports, and we don't care who knows. <laughs> that's an old song nice reference lonely island yeah yeah see vivid wow. memories i'm thinking about yeah. vivid memories lonely Island. yeah yeah exactly exactly and that's something that was for a reason or another something you deeply remember yeah it was hilarious that's why yeah. i remember it oh there you go so listen this is the... <laughs> maybe it's something just simple maybe it doesn't have to all... everything doesn't have to be deep right right and i mean <laughs> we were really we were really harsh on on social media the last episode well not harsh but you know there is good in social media and i would say right now we're talking about good right like Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. funny things there's informative things uh educating things there's there's a bunch of amazing resources on uh 
on social media, technology, and all that. It's just there's a lot of it's a lot of bullshit too, right? So yeah, and and that's the like thing you when said, you catch it's, yourself. It's like when the phone is you compared it to a drug, and it's almost like a force of habit. And yeah. I think that's and and I've caught myself doing that, and and I'm trying to get away from that just because, like you said, I'd rather try and spend my time doing something else. Oh, no, absolutely. And the one thing that actually like really scares me um, when you actually think about it, when I actually think about it is when you when I'm just sitting there, like I don't just ever sit there. Do you ever just sit there? Um, Like, what do you mean? Like with nothing around? Like just, me? yeah, just yeah, sit do. down and you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. I don't do that. Well, and the only reason I do that is because I write a lot. Okay. Okay. So, so that's, that's the best when you can sit down. You either have like calm music or not even music. Just enjoy some goddamn silence for once, you know? Yeah. Sitting there yeah. in silence and and writing. What I've been trying to do lately uh, is like lessons that I learn in life. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. write them down. That's good. Because, and I also saw something like your soul knows how to heal. You just have to quiet your mind. Huh. Right. Like I've been trying to. I've been. I mean, this sort of correlates, but I've been trying to meditate more often. Yeah, I've never tried that uh, personally. It's 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 really interesting. I mean, it's it's extremely calming and satisfying, but it's really hard. Yeah. Because you need to not think about anything. Right, and we're so used and to being on a go go go. Um, yeah. We're getting this and that, left and right. If I need information, I can get it right away. It's like. We're just so, yeah, we're just on the rush. It's go, go, go all the time. And it's it's, it's important to kind of take a step back and just, whew, like, breathe a bit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, it's, yeah well, it's, I mean, I guess it's 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 just something that, because, because I don't sit there and write stuff down, so I guess it's my way to have me time. Absolutely. Because, like, me time to sometimes me, it could be just doing something that's, like, playing a, a video game or, Absolutely. or, Love or video watching games. something or yeah but it's i mean it sort of strives on the fact of we always like i personally feel this too we always need something that's happening right and it's scary to think of that like and that's why i'm trying to work away from that but it's difficult right yeah no absolutely and yeah, it's it's a, it's a challenge because we're just so used to it and it's force of habit so it's like Oh, I'm bored. I'm gonna pick up my phone mm-hmm. instead of. Man. Oh, I'm bored. Let's go write in my journal or. or let's go for a walk. Like just go yeah. outside. Yeah, and look at the nature. Look at the birds. And lately, that's what I'm trying trying to do. It at night is I go for a walk with my dog. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, it's like an inside joke in the house, but it's it's actually like a 22 minute walk. Okay. And um, because they they usually my parents take this dog out for like hikes yeah in, oh, the, yeah in the morning like 22 then, hours yeah and then i'll do exactly 22 <laughs> hours in the morning and then i'll do 20, 20 22 minutes at night right so it's like that, that equals 24 hours so. exactly so well done good math right there so Thanks, yeah dude. so it, it feels so good when you're out in the fresh air like yeah, a walk is so simple but it's man does it ever feel so good I know. Breathing in the and fresh air, walking a, around. Oh, a big thing for me, like going up when we go up north sometimes, like when this past year we've been a couple of times, mm-hmm. it's really the air is just different. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's weird to say. And it's just so that's one thing that I love about it is there's nothing there. No, exactly. It's just, it's just there's something about the na- beauty of nature. You can actually we'll get, see the we'll stars. We'll get a lot into beauty. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's something else. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, it's just well, like I said, we'll get more into the beauty of things. Well, let's um, get into it. Okay, shall we? You, you go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I was watching this um, YouTuber, and I forget his name, but it it's like starts with K U R Z Z Z, right? Is that French? Is that the French? Like when you say Zed, Kurz, no, it doesn't K-U-R. matter. Zed, yeah, no, I, I guess it's Canadian and American. I think. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, it's Kurz something, but it, it, he, um, they make 
invariably interesting videos. Like, okay, holy smokes! Like, Kurg, I have it up here. Kurz gesagt. Yeah, pretty <laughs> I much. I butchered that. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's. I mean, it's. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. If you write Kurz in YouTube, like it'll be there. You'll, you'll see a butchered it. word, and you'll be like, "That's the one." Uh, um, maybe words is butchered. Yeah, you know, maybe well, the word makes complete sense. Perhaps, for my brain, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like they make videos about everything, and beautifully animated too. Beautifully animated. His voice is just so calming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really learn a lot, and it's like really interesting. And and even we were just watching a video, and and you said, well, I hope you don't mind me sharing, but you said all oh, that. I, I like I feel shivers and I felt yeah, shivers no, I as did, well. Yeah. Like yeah. absolutely. And anyways, this video was was why beauty is so important. Mm-hmm. Why beautiful things make us happy. That's okay, perfect. And they really went in deep into well, just about everything. For example, let's just take a look at back in the day with the cavemen, right? With the weapons that they crafted. They were very symmetric mm-hmm. and very pretty to look at. Yeah. Um, writings on stone walls, drawings, and symbols, stories, you know. And putting stuff on their weapons, like, it doesn't give you an advantage, right? Like, it doesn't give no. – it, it wasn't giving them an, a, a, a fighting advantage, a tactical adva- – Right. Excuse me. A tactical advantage at all. But it was just something that – I mean, it took time too. Like, it's, it wasn't quick. So no. there's obviously something else there. Right. If you think about it, why would they why would they be doing that if they literally had to hunt for their food? Go ahead. It was no advantage, like you said, and strictly for aesthetics. And um, I think that would also have to do with feeling good with what you have. You know, like, would you rather have a doll looking knife or a pretty looking knife? I probably I'd probably take the the better looking knife for sure. Yeah. It it could even like potentially make you perform better just because you're a little bit more confident because you like the way it looks. I don't no, know. No, that could, could yeah, be. that could you know, that like, absolutely make sense. Like for example, if you... like I'll take a very simple example. Yeah, because I feel like that I just butchered a complex example. So <laughs> I golf a lot. I love golfing, right? Yeah, I like to wear nice golf clothes with with it you know and i like to style it up and which be is a, yeah, a part of bit. the thing, part of the part of the admi- admiration of golf right it's part of it i'm not sure i haven't talked no. to too much people about it um i'm not sure if it's a big thing i mean within professionals for sure you have sponsorships but within like yeah. recreational golf i'm not sure but i just i feel good when i when i'm dressing good yeah you know yeah, yeah. so and, and golf for me is a lot about that feel when you feel good and you just you feel good in your skin, you've got the good good vibes, good flow going, um, that helps with my game a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it I makes mean, you can, more confident. Confident, yeah, for sure. For it gets sure. you excited to do it and wanting like you can't wait when you have something new. It doesn't matter if it's a new club or like new gloves, right? Right. Um, new shoes, like it's not necessarily even new golf balls i'm sure like oh for sure you're just excited to use them yeah because it's something new and it looks nice and yeah oh and nothing's better like the first strides you take in new shoes you know it's like whoo yeah yeah damn you just feel so good good people dress nice absolutely and i'm gonna relapse it into infrastructures like you know we in this modern day and age and i feel like we got away from from the beauty and the quality of things and and now it's more about efficiency and rapidity mm-hmm. and which there is a place for of right? course like, i mean absolutely but when for example you know you've got the same looking apartment building over and over again the same old dull tall gray looking building i mean it's got it like at a certain point it's that's got to be affecting us um whether it's like our mood behavior cognitive there's there's something there because I I truly do believe and in this video I mean he explains it it's it's deeply wired inside our brain right and we look like we get bored with simple designs but as humans like we don't like monotony right monotony 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 
Monotonia. We like details, right? And monotony bores us, and that boredom can become dangerous because it can have an effect on our behavior. It can have an effect on our mood. And it's symmetry is very familiar to our brain. I mean, it's we're surrounded by it, right? Yeah. Uh, nature is symmetric, right? I mean, you see patterns in snail shells, uh, the clouds, flowers, um, because when there's something that's not symmetrical, right? Like there, there's normally something that's wrong. Like right. You see a forest and there's a tree fallen. That's wrong. Right. And that could be, you know, it could point out potential danger. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just found that really powerful because be- again, it, it's less on the beauty and quality of things and much more efficiency and all that and it's genetically ingrained in us to, to recognize true art and to be intrigued by patterns, art, symmetry, abstract, designs. It's crazy. I mean, for example, like medieval times, right? They, their swords, for example, were very personalized to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, castles, well-built, churches, uh, just like even like the Danish and Northmen boats. They were, those were their life their boats they yeah oh yeah they the effort they put in the beauty of them and the craft sensational the craftsmanship like yeah like you said it's unreal and for example my last example the roman empire right Mm -hmm. art paintings everywhere marble floors architecture that satisfies so much money makes us stare and wonder yeah yeah a lot of money a lot of time a lot of effort and um yeah, I just found that interesting to to talk about for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it just it just brings, like we said earlier, it just brings happiness. And there's like if you think about it on a on a bit of a higher level, I guess if if it's if you're if we're spending that much money on making things look pretty, or we used to the Roman Empire used to like it's not something that was cheap. I mean. They were using, I guess in a say you in a way you could say like quote unquote wasting their money on it, but there's also there's obviously a purpose. Like it just makes right. everybody happy more. It makes people more efficient. Like it's there's there's so much to it. So yeah, that's that's all I wanted to add to that. Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean there was also a few studies done one with uh, Alzheimer patients, and they had to. This one, yeah, this one blew the art, me away. Yeah, which they found beautiful, right? And and they put it in the order that they that they thought, and then two weeks later they were asked to do it again, and they chose the same order, a majority yeah. of them, uh, yeah. regardless of if you know that they didn't remember it. And you know, there's an argument there to have, well, you know, it's personal preference, whatever. But I think it just goes much deeper than that. Um, no, yeah, I mean, if if they have Alzheimer's, they don't obviously they don't remember what they chosen and there's nothing in their brain that is sticking to that. And that's why they're picking the same thing. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's something deeply ingrained in them that, that really makes them figure like decide on it. And that's so interesting. Yeah. And even us, like we can, we can choose which art is authentic. The majority of us will be able to, see which one is the authentic piece of art let's say you know and that's one thing yeah in a a recent well replicas too i mean it could be replicas and or it could also be i I told you this example um off podcast but something um if you have getting into this is another subject we were going to get into artificial intelligence right um when you have them uh when you have ai drawing and fabricating paintings and art people can tell like you can tell that something's wrong with it not wrong as it doesn't look nice it's just something's not it's not quite right right and you can't necessarily place your finger on it and no and you know what and in that video he said also something very powerful where it's like it's very hard to describe beauty and it's very hard to describe something beautiful um, 
but you can recognize it most of the time right away, which is mm-hmm. like that's super powerful in my opinion. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so going back, treading backwards, I guess sort of away from um, before the beauty, um, with the instant gratification, um, and not seeing something i guess for what it is and really understanding it but wanting things now and now and now right um, right i guess we can segue sort of you can go into ai with that um i know that you have some views on that um as to where the future is going like so there's so much there's so much possibility with the way we can further as we were talking about um with the the, the art and the beauty you can make things efficient but efficient isn't always necessarily what you want. You want authentic authenticity, right? Right. You want the people, the um, the people touch of of making something, or like, does that make sense? Like, you want there's a reason that um, what is it? Volkswagen cars, or no, not Volkswagen, Mercedes Benz have their most popular cars handmade right like their right. amg cars are hand hand done their engines are hand built yeah by a person right there's a reason for that absolutely right? like there's authenticity to it there's something that no robot currently maybe currently i mean maybe in the future who knows right i don't know but there's something about a professional human touch you know like yeah it's, it's genuine art genuine. like i mean that's, like if you can build an engine like building an engine out of your hands, like come on, like you know, like yeah. you got to be pretty gifted to do that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even be able to do that if I tried. No. <laughs> you know, I, I could... mean, jeez. Yeah. Um, and yeah, very true. And another example would be, let's say you're. Well, I mean, these days it's either you don't know anything about investing, or you don't understand like how long sometimes you got you have to like sit there and and wait for your money to grow. You're mm-hmm. not going to get that instant gratification. No, no. Of getting rich quick or whatever it is, right? It's a lot of you put your money, you forget about it, and you visit it five years down the line. And hopefully you don't become like that. Do you hear that story of the one guy that has like $300 million in Bitcoin and forgot his password? Forgot his password? Just for- yeah. You can't get it back? No. Why not? <laughs> Because it's, I mean, it's the nature of Bitcoin without getting too deep in it. But if you forget your encryption key, you're screwed. Oh, that's the whole point? I'm not really yeah. big into crypto. It's, it's basically like the main security. Oh, wow. And there's no way to change it because it's secure. You shouldn't be able to change it. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't right. know how I'd be able to live with it myself. But Anyways, yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. Whew, I don't know where that, where, where, where I was going with that, but. You got to set it and forget, basically, back to the stocks. You got to set it and forget it, but don't set it and forget that you have it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Definitely disconnect yourself. Um, and another thing, like, long-term goals. You know, like, sometimes long-term goals, they seem so daunting. And it is. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's absolutely I have, daunting. I have a huge problem with with wanting things now. Like, Oh, I, I think we're all I'm guilty of that. With. And it's something that's really hard for me to, like, it's really hard to realize. Right. Um, I don't know for you as much, but for me, definitely, like, it's 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 hard to really realize it. I always want something now, and if it's not there, I'm not satisfied until it is. Oh, I yeah. I do find, my, like, I do work towards getting it there, but it's harder the longer it takes. Because you need, like, you're not working on something for that long if there's not real reason and drive behind it right and and you know sometimes it's hard to keep things going when you're not necessarily getting feedback or you're not necessarily getting results right away mm-hmm. right and, and it's very too. yeah it's very difficult to stay on track yeah and yeah. with these big go- big goals right it's that means big steps as well but at the same time it's like why does it need to be huge steps like break down big goals into smaller steps so that you can see you're moving forward. Yeah. You know, like that's break it down to small thing. steps. Like if if you're just, you know, if you write things down into five steps instead of really dissecting all five steps, then from step one to step two, well, until you get to step two, it's almost going to feel like you're maybe not moving forward while you are. It's just it may not seem like it. 
And that little step is so easy. Right? Easier, for sure. I wouldn't say easy sometimes. Well, I mean, even depending on what it is, you can, break, you can break it into to as many steps as you need, but it's so much easier than, I guess easier, yeah, like the word you used, so much easier than climbing the hill. Like you can't climb a wall without getting a ladder. No, absolutely. Right? And I also wanted to touch on, like you said, like you're, you're trying to work on, you know, I would say if you put it into one word is you're working on patience. You know, like how you yeah, want things good, yeah. now, now, now. And yeah, and I fall into that trap as well. And I mean, sometimes or some situations, it's worse than others. Like some yeah. situations, I'm able to just sit there and and be patient. But with other mm-hmm. things, it's hard for me to sit there, wait and be patient. So I, I kind of want that like now, for example, you know. So no, it's definitely I mean, something that's... that I'm always working on. It doesn't help that you can go online and get anything the next day. Um, there's so many things that doesn't help with that, that further pushes that mentality that you're trying to get away from, like from your day-to-day life. Like it's not something that, it's not very niche anymore. If if you want something, you can have it. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Without without putting, without getting like money involved. Sure, the expensive sure. stuff. But like if you, if there's really anything out there that you want, there's a way to get it. So, and quick, too. Very quick. Thank you, Amazon so. Prime. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, and, you're absolutely right. And, like, there's a good side and there's a bad side to all of it, right? Of course it's of course it's great and it's so good and it's furthering. So, like, it's a huge change to, to just the way it, the fundamental way of the mailing system and how purchasing stuff works, right? Mm, absolutely um like there's no reason to go especially after covid like to go into the stores anymore which is like a scary thing too because i mean some people i don't know about you eric but some people like enjoy walking around the physical brick and mortar stores like personally i I don't you don't i don't know no No. like personally i love going let's say like to the uh, niagara mall outlet in niagara on the lake maybe from time to time like going there and walking uh, around uh, and shopping for shoes like for me i mean nothing gets better than that i can't i can't yeah put on the shoes online you no know? you're right you're right well no it's not and that guess, i'm right it's just for me like for me it's yeah no yeah, it's just yeah, it's fun I mean, yeah. it's it, i feel more connected to it it's much more authentic you know mm-hmm. speaking about authenticity right like mm-hmm. i mean i know shoe is a simple example but for anything and there's also clothes, the, like this you know, the simple point of of somebody like a worker coming up to you and asking if everything's going well, right? Like yeah, especially when you have like a really cool connection with, let's say, a worker, you know, and or whatever they have deals going on, and it's you're connecting with another human, right? And whether you're asking them their opinion, like let's say when I pick out my glasses, mm-hmm. like for the first time I had purchased glasses online. Yeah, it wasn't like. A very fun experience compared to going in and no, it's just them glasses. like yeah, and them like because they're they're professional, so they you try them on, they look at it on you, and they're like, oh, you know, I like that a lot. How do you like it? You know, it's yeah. just connecting, you know, and they have a sense of fashion that maybe you don't have, right, or whatever right. it is. They they might have a an eye for more detail than you. Who knows? So it's like I guess it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it depends on what the product is because I'm with you there with glasses. I wouldn't buy online. I know you can and I've done it before, but I'd rather go into the store to buy them. Right. So I guess it depends on what the product is. That's a good way. That's a good point. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I mean, especially the Niagara outlets, um, like you could bring your dog there. Yeah, that's really cool. It's just it's. But for me, I feel like it's more a special occasion going there. Going yeah. there for something specific, actually, like it's it's making a thing out of it. Yeah, and that's, in a way, not that it should be like that, but it's like it's kind of fun to do it like that as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But technology is happening so fast. Uh, oh. I mean, like you said, um, with the whole AI, and and in a way, sometimes I feel like, in some ways, not always, but in some ways, I feel enslaved by technology. Yeah, I'll give a quick example for. You know, and it, it's doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but self-driving technology, which 
is insane. Like, that's amazing stuff that somebody can create that. That's absolutely out of this world. But it, that's also, like, taking over some of our executive skills, right? Like, AI may take away the thinking skills, the critical thinking, problem solving. Not that all those things are in, you know, when you're driving a car, but when you're driving a car, a lot comes into play. It does. Right? Um, you got to be, and I mean, that would be one of the arguments that why AI would be good. But also, I mean, driving, you're practicing patience. You're practicing your due diligence. You're practicing uh, defensive driving, you know, how to be aware, uh, situational awareness, all of, all of these kind of things that you're developing as a human. It's just going to yeah. be stripped away by an AI. It's just, so wow, cars... it's powerful. It's crazy. No, it is. It is. And, I mean, so cars have even advanced a crazy amount um, in the past 50 years, right? So they used to oh, be something sure. that you can go like 10 kilometers an hour maximum. Right. So that means there was also somewhere where you could have – so before all the cars and stuff, there was other ways to work on those skills, Right. Or like I'm just I'm just talking a lot. Was it not something that we were working on before as much? Like I feel like what, we'll like, find uh, executive with, skills. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like the skills you like problem solving, quick quick movement skills, judgment skills, reflexes, like stuff that like happens, that? reflexes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's something that will I guess will evolve into finding other ways to fill those to 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 further those skills because like cars it's there's no way those skills started with cars right no of course not if something if something gets in the way of that i feel like humans just will find a way no cars have nothing to do with um like the foundation of it absolutely not yeah no 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 but no absolutely it's a step moving forward and we're gonna have to find different things it's just yeah so it's definitely interesting. It's just change, right? And change is scary. Absolutely. Um, it's not. I mean, we're we're talking like this is tomorrow, but it's. I I personally, I don't know about you, Eric. Um, but I think in twenty years, twenty five years, we'll potentially be fully automated driving. What do you think? Yeah, I th- I think that would be a fair assessment. Um, yeah, I'd say. I mean, listen, California in 14 years, they're trying to, well, they're, it's going to be against the law to have a gas car. So we're definitely yeah. heading towards that future. And I think 20, 25 years would definitely make a lot of sense. I mean, we're already well, seeing the- self-driving technology now. So it's going to be interesting how that's going to be moving forward. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome for sure. I'm just, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy how, how we're going to have to, well, I guess it's not crazy, but we just keep evolving, you know? And it's but just, we're also evolving based on what we need, right? Because the reason that our phones, we need our phones. Where's my no. phone? <laughs> I was going deeper than that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so no, we're evolving based on our phones. Imagine uh, cyborg. So we're evolving because we're trying to fix a planet that we screwed up, which is why we're going towards electric and sustainable energy right Mm -hmm. so it's constantly it feels i feel like we're constantly just picking up all the garbage we've been throwing part of my pun like i don't mean literal but yeah yeah no constantly i mean fixing the problems that we that we caused Um, yeah and that i mean that that forces you to evolve it's not like we really have a choice right like we'll be screwed if we if we don't adopt these changes and yeah, and a lot say we're already too far gone, so who knows? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, but it's also um, the fact of, like, making a decision. I know you want to add some, some, a little bit to this, but making a decision and then worrying about the consequences later, which I believe um, yesterday or so you said that it was something that we we do now is we – like we as like the companies and and all of the the like the people that make the decisions um in the world is they they make decisions and then they worry about the consequences later right 
Is that, am I am I am I putting it properly, or do you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, like, uh, well, I mean, you explained it, right? Is you make a decision, you just you'll think about the consequences later. What re- what matters now is is the result that you'll get from the decision, and yeah. then later on you'll deal with the consequences. Yeah, which but is... then you don't know what the cons- consequences are going to be, so you don't know if they're going to be yeah massive, and you sort of don't care because. It's yeah. You're just not you're not considering them. Right. It could be huge money talks. And I mean, like that's even what's that? Money talks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it does. And it's even like it's not nothing saying that the sustainable energy that we think now um, is sustainable is perhaps in the future will be worse for the environment. I'm not saying this is necessarily the fact at all. But it could potentially be worse for something else than the pollution was for the environment, right? Like maybe the radio – I don't want to get all tinfoil hat. Like, but the radio waves could be worse for something else that we discover in the future. Right. And so yeah, there's always – I mean that's, that's – 5G equals radiation. <laughs> that's not what I was getting saying. I don't want to get from there, our phones. But... No, I think what you're trying to say – <laughs> is we're getting cancer are you putting from words phones. in my mouth Eric <laughs> you putting words sorry, in my what's, mouth sorry, what's that sorry sorry you, sorry what was you say something? sorry you say, you say something did you quote me on that yeah no, no, no I didn't quote anything you putting words in my mouth good <laughs> um and you know what I'm gonna make a a you know a minor transition to the part two of this podcast oh um, boy what's the part two yeah so I think we wanted to talk about uh, Ted Kaczynski, um, and basically, if nobody knows who he is, he is the uh, Unabomber. The Unabomber, yeah. So basically, Stephen, do you, you want to give a bit of a, a bit of a description, a rundown? Yeah, go ahead and give the rundown. That's perfect. Um, so the reason we're transitioning into this and how it fits the the previous. Um, topic that we were sort of rambling on about is he believed that we were too far um, and we were constantly what's the word he was we we were using a current system that was never meant to satisfy human needs right so his goal Um, was well basically he he was devoted to doing acts of terrorism devoted he devoted himself to that yeah he wasn't yeah and that was to resist the industrialization and technological modernization of society yeah which is i mean it's sort of ironic before we dive into the the story of him that i have to cover but um because he was a scientist like he was a mathematician sorry not scientist yeah and he was really yeah and he was really smart and i feel like trying to because the one thing that he didn't that he was trying to to do with those bombs is get rid of the the scientists right like stop the industrialization and all the advancements they're making right but imagine like he could have made a fortune in in developing how smart he was like one of the i'll mention this and i'll get to his story one of um the ciphers that he wrote um i don't know if you knew this even eric but the cia said that they haven't seen anything like that since the Enigma um, machine that was used in World War II by the Nazis. Right. Which is, like, insane. And for anyone who doesn't know, what's the Enigma machine? Why are you saying that? Because you don't know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Eric, um, and for all of those of you that don't know as well, the Enigma machine is a cipher device developed and used in the early to mid 20th century to protect commercial, diplomatic, and military communication within the Germans um, in Nazi Germany during during World War II. So it was basically a really difficult, it's really hard to explain, and I'm not going to even try to explain because I'll do it injustice, but it was an extremely difficult cipher, a way to cipher stuff mm. that was okay. only cipher, un, this is, I'm going to butcher this, decipherable, is that a word? Yeah. Yeah? Right. Sure. That's wrong with it, yeah. We roll with it. You um, know, if you would have said that, like, for example, if you would have said that with confidence, I wouldn't have even questioned it. Here, let's, so, let's just restart. Yeah, you yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so the re- the thing that made the Enigma machine so hard is that it was extremely hard to 
it was extremely decipherable. (laughs) See, I I couldn't even tell. That's wonderful. That's wonderful stuff. Yeah, decipherable. I forgot what I was saying. Um, yeah, so anyways, it was it was really difficult to uh, decipher those ciphers. You needed a specific machine. Yeah, which it is was the very difficult machine. for me to decipher what you were saying as well, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Am I speaking Enigma? <laughs> Man, I mean, at this point, you might be. So, yeah, I mean, basically. Are you a Nazi? This is way too complicated. I, I talked, yeah. Basically, you needed that machine to decipher the ciphers that were written and passed on in Nazi Germany so that the enemy didn't know what they were saying. Okay. Is that easy? Yeah. I feel like I would need that when I was reading his manifesto. Um, <laughs> well, not, he, not he so was, much. So he actually he wrote really... ciphers. Yeah. So oh, okay. I didn't did. know that. Yeah. No, he did. And there's only a couple of them, but those ciphers that he wrote, the C- that's what the CIA said. They haven't seen something since the Enigma machine. Then the Enigma machine at its time, it was used to decipher the, Ciphers that Nazi Germany wrote, that was That's revolutionary. Bonkers. Like it was insane. Yeah. So, so he, he was very ahead of his time. He was a time. genius. Yeah. Very ahead of his time. And just reading his manifesto, you can very much tell how ahead of his time he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's weird. Still it was a written twisted, in what, the ni- evil. Ninety five. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you were yeah. We're not go go ahead with what, finish what you were saying there. Well, listen, an evil and twisted man. Mm-hmm. Um. But I kind of want to get into that, right? Because he was—he had an yeah. experiment done on him uh, when he was 17 at Harvard, right? Do you want to elaborate on that? Because I, I found it very disturbing, this, yeah. this so, uh, experiment. I'll elaborate on um, this, the research that I had done about it. Um, a lot of this research I pulled from the last podcast on the left's episodes on the Unabomber, Ted, 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 Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. This, is a, this is a difficult word um, <laughs> podcast. It's a difficult word, podcast. <laughs> uh, the Harvard experiment led by Henry Murray started off by telling the people involved in this experiment to write an essay on all of their core beliefs. Um, so then he said that they will debate, they will then debate those beliefs and read the essay to each other and debate them amongst each other in little groups in, in a room, okay? Right. What actually happened... Uh, is Murray took the essays, so the guy that ran the experiment took the essays from them, put one of the people that wrote the essay, like whoever wrote the specific essay, in a room with a defense lawyer and had the defense lawyer destroy their ego, attack them personally, belittle and humiliate them. Okay, and they didn't know this was happening. They thought they were just going to debate it. Okay, so that is, first of all, awful. Okay, imagine. Well, first of all, it starts off well. So I think the experiment at the beginning, I mean, to write an essay, core beliefs, and then debate those points against each other. So far, that's healthy. And then all of a sudden, it it escalates. It it does. It it escalates even more. Imagine. You're 17 years old. It's not done, though. No, I know. Let me finish, and then you keep going. Okay. So you go. What actually happened, um, no, I, I read that already. They were connected. They were, so when they, when they were interrogated and belittled by the defense lawyer, they were connected to electrodes and then were facing a, a mirror with bright lights shining at them, looking at themselves through the mirror, a one-way mirror, so that the other people on the other side, Murray, could watch them. Mm-hmm. They were videotaped, okay? Right. Then they were forced to watch the videotapes of themselves getting humiliated and belittled again, over. And I can't even watch a video of myself about something funny, Right. Yeah, that's... So imagine watching a video of yourself when you're 17 getting humiliated and belittled on the stuff that you really believe in. Right. Like, yeah, that's just... core beliefs. Like, yeah, that, that's yeah. some heavy shit, you know? I mean, oh, it, yeah. when, it, I, I wouldn't even know where to start to write an essay on my core beliefs. It would, this would take me weeks take to me develop. For yeah, sure. it would. Yeah. Um, and imagine, 17 years old, that is, I mean, you're not Almost. even like you're starting to get developed. You're starting to understand. I mean, not even at that point. Brother, I say, you, I say, you don't even know what's early... going on in your life. No, you know? like, yeah, you're right. You're in your very... early twenties, I'd say you're starting to figure out who you maybe are. Like now, where where I right. am right now. Sure. You're 17. You're just in left field, looking at the stars. You have no idea what life is. Yeah. Now you're getting and belittled you're... and humiliated yeah. by this professional. Yeah. Right. And and I mean, 
that's gotta that's gotta had some influence on on the way he he saw things right i mean imagine ah, i just it blows me away blows me and, away and those like those values and core values that he wrote in that essay like they were they did include it's it was not publicly available because whenever this surfaced um harvard the the place that he did the experiment at hid all the documents mm-hmm. but i'm sure that it was on what he wrote in the manifesto on the industrialization of humanity and how it's going too far which then pushed his beliefs further right because it was so screwed up potentially potentially absolutely um, i could see that. so then the other interesting thing is um murray at a later date was part of mk ultra um what is mk ultra it's a cia mind control program it was a cia mind control program uh it was it was a code name given mk ultra was the code name given to a program of experiments held on human subjects most of them were illegal Mm-hmm. Um, it was they were done by the CIA. So Murray headed those. So this was before. So the 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 experiment he did on Kaczynski took place before MK Ultra. So it was the precursor to it. And the, those experiments later on that Murray conducted to Kaczynski, ironically enough, took on he they they used those experiments on inmates to try to turn them from being psychopaths from changing their core beliefs right so that's powerful it's super interesting oh Um, absolutely it's intriguing i guess i guess we're sort of wondering how it ties in to so that's just like a background on krasinski um because i feel like it was really merited and super super interesting but his beliefs like i briefly mentioned there were what were they eric you know you know i know that you know it well, yeah, I mean, one of his points, he talks a lot about the extremisms and where, you know, where they have their place in this world and how this, he talks about how the system was never meant to satisfy human needs. Um, and in certain aspects of life, I would absolutely agree. I mean, for example, let's just take uh, Wall Street, for example, mm-hmm. since that's a hot topic. Uh, with everything going on with uh, GameStop, everything. Yeah. I mean, those guys can do whatever the heck they want, right? And they have a lot of money, so they have a lot of influence. Yeah, yeah. And they protect each other, right? So that system is not meant to satisfy you. No. You know, of course they want you to start to invest, but that's because it's in their interest as well. And um, Yeah. And instead, he he talks about how people are forced to change to fit the system, right? And I mean, we talk about how these big, um, these big hedge funds guys are evil, right? I mean, they're taking money from the poor, putting it in their pockets, mm. right, and playing with that, and they have huge influence even in the in the SEC, uh, which is a public defender. Well, it should be, anyways. But yeah, they don't really. Well, it doesn't seem like they're doing that. So it goes to show you. Personally, I believe you're not necessarily born evil, and that's why, like you know, people are forced to change to fit the system. Yeah, regarding your influences in life and what he went through, he was maybe not to that extent forced to change, but I mean. That must have been very, he must have been influenced to the max with what he had to go through um, regarding that, that experiment and uh, the, the MK Ultra experiments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, that had, that had uh, influence. And I feel like he, he might have been changed to fit the system, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And, but, and a lot of it um, in the notes that he wrote were saying that it's revenge. Because, I mean, like, he was a bit of an awkward guy. Sure. Yeah, so he was, I mean, being as intelligent as he was, it was difficult for him to communicate with other people. Um, and he really had, I mean, he had a hard time. He couldn't teach because he didn't, like, he was interested in other things that then the kids were interested in a lot of the time, even in university, right? Like... Well, in college for you, maybe, Eric, but the kids aren't always super intentive on every subject, but some people are really into it. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And and I remember 
I I had read this where it's like, you know, some people can go through their whole lives striving for one specific thing and never get bored, right? That's what he also talked about in the manifesto. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and then you'll have the opposite where it's like, you know, where we were talking about earlier, boredom can can lead to behavior, can lead to, um. Less, you know, being less happy and things like that. So. Yeah, and he also brought too. up a couple good points. Um, this is like it's just it's just reading through it. There's there's some things that I, I mean, we definitely don't agree with what happened. He's an extreme, and like we say, two extremes are not. Well, like I sense. said, I mean, twisted and evil man, but that yeah. doesn't mean he didn't have uh, some intelligence and and critical thinking skills, right? I mean, if you read well, exactly. the manifesto, it's very, whew, it's heavy stuff, but it's it is, yeah. You can tell he was ahead of his time. He was. He absolutely was. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, it was written in 95 and it's almost like you're reading it today. Like when I read the bits of it that I did, it was like right. it was taking place now. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that he said is that without knowing it, this is in 95, by the way. Mm-hmm. So without knowing um, the purpose that you find your, that you give to yourself the purpose that you have and you like, this is what I'm here to do. But no matter what you believe in, this is what I'm here to do. Your purpose. Right. It's false purpose based on like, so if you work a job, your purpose and your, your goals sort of um, mold around that job. Right. Which is and something for example, if you really think about it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, do you you want to elaborate more? I was just going to no, give no, a no, simple you, example as well. Yeah, you go. I was going to steal your example of uh, golf. So it's like yeah. the purpose of golf is to put the ball in a hole. But, I mean, naturally, it goes a lot more deeper than that. You're not just trying to do that, right? You're trying to have impeccable timing. Patience, uh, better yourself, patience, right? Bettering Deal yourself. with your emotions, like you said. Yeah, dealing with your your emotions. Uh, using uh, the momentum of your body and not using power from your arms kind of thing. It's it's just a very awkward sport to grasp. And the purpose, sure, at the end of the day, is to put the ball in the hole, but it sort of expands. A quote from um, the manifesto that he wrote, which is something that I found quite interesting, Eric, and I want to see your uh, thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, so from uh, – Ted Kaczynski um, on the manifesto that he wrote the the essay. We aren't the first to mention that the world today seems to be going crazy. This sort of thing is not normal for human societies. There is a good reason to believe that primitive that a primitive man suffered from less stress and frustration and was better satisfied with his way of life than a modern man is. It is true that not all was sweetness and light in primitive societies. And then he goes on and gives examples of abuse and so on that was back then as well as it is now. Um, and I mean, there's, what do you think of that? I mean, there's a lot to be, I mean, we can really dissect that. There's a lot to be said. I would say like regarding like primitive is like you're forced to do everything yourself, which gives you purpose, right? You have to hunt for your food. You have to cook your food you have to find the supplies for your shelter you have to build your shelter right um i could go on and on and on right you want clothes well kill an animal skin it you use every part of the animal you make yourself a coat right so i feel like that gives you purpose and um purpose i find is normally correlated with happiness Mm mm-hmm and maybe in the modern world, I feel like it might be a lot harder to find purpose, right? So, and I mean, how many how many times do you hear it? It's like, oh, you know, you'll probably never do the same job for your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. These days, you know what I mean? Yeah. I hear yeah. that a lot. It's, and I feel like that's, um, so Yes, you found purpose back then when you were primitive and you were hunting for your food and you needed to gather everything yourself. Mm-hmm. 
but you weren't necessarily doing like the focus today is doing something that you want to do, not something that you need to do to survive. Right. That's what we've built as a society. Right. Which is wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, so that's, I guess the sort of, I guess the fact that he sort of failed, he missed and didn't maybe see, um, is you, you do stuff that you want to do today and you can live on doing stuff that you want to do today, which is fantastic. Right, right. It just, it might be with all the industrialization and technology coming in, it might be hard to, to because you're getting everything so fast, it might be hard to try and find purpose, right? Because yeah. it's like technology sort of detru- destroyed our attention span. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. the ability to focus on something in greater depth, you know, because we're not used to doing that. We're just used to, Oh, I don't know what that is. Let's check it out. Let's mm-hmm. read about it. Boom, I have it right away. Yeah. Um it's not and about I mean, like sinking in and soaking up trying to soak up the knowledge and understanding what you're reading. It's just you're reading, it's like, oh okay, okay. That's the thing. It. It's maybe like yes, they didn't do exactly what they wanted to do, but I'm sure that they were happy in their own way, right? So is it really? It's just you got. It's just something you got to. I guess a question you got to. You got to well, post yourself. Absolutely, and I mean you've got to adapt. Because it was, yeah, you got. You absolutely got to adapt. Yeah, you can't let technology be the center of your world. No, you've also Which got is, to go in nature and appreciate nature and things like that. You've got to have a balance in your life. You do, right? And I absolutely. think, like he says, we should go back to primitive time. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. You know, what a I mean? little bit. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, listen, I mean, he has extreme views. Was he shaped that way? Maybe. Who knows, right? Um, but some points, he hits the nail on the head, and others, it's far gone. But that doesn't mean it's not invariably interesting. And he, Again, you got to find balance. you gotta, you got to really tr- find no, the, the, the healthy balance between technology and your life. And... When you're looking at making your goals, you got to make sure that the purpose is there and you got to be breaking them down and you got to be able to manage right these steps. Because if you if you just keep taking these giant leaps, you're just going to eventually fall through. Well, yeah. And make sure that it's not because social media and technology as it is now, it can, I guess, sort of create a false sense of happiness. It could absolutely. So you need to, so you need to, which is the, one of the hard things. You need to sort of see through that, right? Um, like is, if you're posting a picture because you want at least a hundred likes, I would say that's a problem. But if you're posting a picture because you actually just want to share it because you want to share it, yeah, then I'd say that's healthy, right? Yeah. But yeah, but if you're looking for that satisfaction in social media. You should separate yourself from that and find satisfaction in other aspects of life. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm working on that too every day. It's just the something we, battle we can all we do. All work on, you know, and yeah, yeah it's a constant yeah. battle. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Um, very Lots to uh, talk about again. It's there's there's so much to cover in 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 these things and so many different points of view that you can go at right. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, but that being said, you know, go into nature. Go look at aesthetically pleasing things, right? Aesthetically pleasing atmospheres is proven to improve our mood and behavior. So let's let's do more beautiful things, shall we, yeah. Stephen? Yeah, let's become beautiful people, Eric. Let's just, I mean, you're... Beautiful people doing beautiful things. Absolutely. What were you, what were you saying there? I'm what? Well, I think you're a beautiful man, so... Oh, well, That's all I wanted that. to say. Oh, same to you. You're a beautiful man, Eric. Thank you so much. Be kind to one another. Okay, I know I sound like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I'm not. But, you know, it's... um. People go through their own struggles and we'll always need someone to guide us on our journey. So mm-hmm. this is a very mm-hmm. harsh world. Buckle up for next week's episode. We're not sure what it's going to be. Stay nope. tuned, however. Um, always a pleasure, Conversation guys. Conversation doesn't end. 
right? Absolutely. As always, come on, the podcast it's just starting. Yeah, the the conversation on the podcast it's not exclusive at all. So please, if you want to reach out, if you want to discuss and elaborate on points that we talked about, feel free to do so. I would love that. Uh, the conversation does not end uh, on the podcast. Absolutely not. So I hope you guys uh, all have a very good week. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Or weekend, depending on when you're listening to it. Absolutely. Wherever <laughs> you are in this world. God damn, I hope you're, <laughs> you're, you're making the best of it and uh, staying safe. So yeah, thank you all and ciao ciao on my behalf. And I'll pass it on to my partner. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll be here every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Episodes come out. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Ciao.